Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the WrestleGeddon Podcast. I am one of your luxurious hosts. That is G-A-R-R-E-T-T-M-U-N-N. That's right, it's G-A-R-R-E-T-T-M-U-N-N. And I'm here tonight with the host for the most, Chris The Heat Matthews. What's going on, man? Well, if you go on the whole J E double F J A double R E double T route, then you can call me the roadie. And I just can't wait to be at home with my baby tonight. <laughs> <laughs> we might not know the lyrics too well, but uh, we'll. Uh, I know the lyrics, most of them. <laughs> hey, they don't know the lyrics to the fucking uh, Hall of Fame ceremony. Can you remember them shit? Renee Young didn't know the lyrics. Oh, shit, she definitely I just know the, the girl's part. Fuck you, Renee. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. Spend my time working hard on the go. With the hands on the clock, keep spinning too slow. <laughs> oh, God. Good times. Good times. So we are episode 19 of the Russell Getting Podcast. So that was a uh, fabulous intro. That was one of the, that's probably the best intro we've had in 19 episodes. You know, I, so. I, I try to bring the heat. You got to bring there's only one person that brings the heat. That's you. And that's me. That's me. That's me. The H-E-A-T. And don't forget that. All right. So as usual, let's get the housekeeping stuff out of the way. So if you're listening to us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, go ahead and leave us that five-star Frog Splash review. Um, go ahead and leave some comments, anything like that, fun stuff. Um, share us with your friends, family, neighbors, your milkman, your postman. Your butcher, your bartender, any one of those people, they need to know about the Russell Getting Podcast because we're trying to make this spread as far and as wide as we can because it's an awesome podcast and everyone should be listening to us banter about wrestling for an hour every Friday because it's fun to invade your ear holes. Yeah. Uh, if you got any questions, comments, concerns, or any criticisms of the podcast, you can go fuck yourself. But for real, no, you can send those to askrussellgeddon at gmail.com. We may answer, we may not. It all depends on what we feel like. Yeah. So, let's break it down into the news. Well, hotline fans, I have got a hotline rumor for you. The number, what's the number? Let me call the number. In the Hulkster's hotline... You may do so by dialing one 945 So we can talk. Uh, we'll talk about CM Punk on uh, WWE backstage. He's so, back in some form of wrestling. That's what uh, we definitely want. And apparently, it was the highest-rated episode of backstage. I wonder so why. Far. I wonder why too. Uh, so just some highlights from that. Um, 
Punk says he really enjoys um, watching NXT and the current generation of women's wrestlers. Um, so Punk is a fan of the women's evolution, but although he says that it's kind of hadn't happened naturally like it should have, and it kind of was a little forced. Um, but he is a fan of the uh, the current women's roster. Uh, hated last week's dog segment with King Corman. Said it was garbage and bad creative. That makes him second guess taking the job for backstage. Yeah. Um, he likes a motivated Brock Lesnar. Looking forward to seeing Ray Steele versus Lesnar at Survivor Series. Not a fan of the blue title. <laughs> I want Seth Rollins to stop tweeting immediately and go on a hiatus. And he wanted to know who Renee Young's favorite S.H.I.E.L.D. member was. Which she replied, I like them all equally. Lying ass bitch. <laughs> we know which one's your favorite. You just can't say his name. We know. We know which one it is. So but there's there's a little bit more to that that show as well. You know, they did like a promo class with uh David Arquette, which was pretty cool. Uh David Arquette and Booker T. So a lot of cool stuff there and all that and my girl Ember Moon was on there as well as a uh, special host. Which for all of you that do not know and I know Garrett is tired of me saying this, but I am undefeated in Words with Friends against Ember Moon. That's right. I hold a 2-0 and record against Ember Moon. What? Yeah. It's not that impressive, but... It uh, is impressive. Shut I, the fuck up. I'm sure it is to you. <laughs> uh, the, actually, the, the big topic for uh, news tonight... Um, I don't know, do we want to touch on the, the new NWA show, or do we want to touch on Jim Cornette first? I think maybe, let's um let's talk Cornette. Let's get that um, out of the way. Yeah, that's probably the, the biggest hot button right now. Uh, Jim Cornette has officially resigned from his position with NWA over comments that he had made on this past week, this past episode of NWA Power, uh, which of course was episode 7. Uh, for those of you who watched it when it aired at 6.05, um, I unfortunately did not get a chance to watch it when it aired at that time. Uh, I know Garrett did. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jim Cornette had made some comments during the Nick Aldis and Trevor Murdoch match. Basically, he was describing how tough Trevor Murdoch was by saying that he could strap a bucket of fried chicken to his back and run through Ethiopia. Yeah, um, that's what he said. The, the biggest issue with this, um, aside from, you know, Corna actually saying this, is these episodes were taped like eight weeks ago. So somebody doing the editing for these shows thought that that was okay to begin with. Yeah. So NWA's editor needs to be fired. Agreed. Yeah. Absolutely agree. It's just absolutely ridiculous. We're, we're in a time where everything is over, over politically corrected. Um, anything like racially insensitive, it's it's crazy. And you know, it's not the first time Cornette has done something like this. He's made some jokes about suicide, other things like that on NWA broadcasts, um, even you know through his Twitter things like that. But uh, Cornette is a old school guy who just can't grasp himself around the current generation of anything. So not really a big loss for NWA with losing Cornette. Um, so next week will be the probably the last episode of Cornette as commentary. Um, going into that, I'm not sure if they taped any more episodes after that yet. 
But um, that'll be the last, as far as I know, the last week of Cornette's commentary. So um, sticking with NWA, since they're the only ones that really did anything this week, as far as news goes. Yeah. Um, Billy Corgan introduced a, or announced a new show called The Circle Square. I think it was The Circle Squared. Circle Squared. Uh, basically, this series will allow new talent an opportunity to put their money where their mouth is to get a chance to earn an NWA talent contract. Uh, a competition show allows talent selected to step up to the circle of the podium to exhibit their talents on the microphone before stepping into the square of the ring to show their physical abilities in a wrestling match. The key to making the NWA roster and eventually NWA power will be these talents' ability to connect with the live audience in Atlanta and the audience watching all over the world. The ultimate winner of the Circle Squared will earn a National Wrestling Alliance contract. So basically, the NWA is doing tough enough. Yeah. So. That's what I heard. So, yeah. Not sure how that's going to play out, but um, you do you, NWA. You do you. So, uh, figure news? Figure news. Some new figure news. Pretty excited about this. Um, Bill McKenna, of course, the, the head designer for WWE's Mattel line, was at the um, convention in the UK called Wrestle Shop Live UK, and they brought along some uh, new... Um, Production samples of some Elite 75, which included a new Mandy Rose with an entrance jacket, the updated Pete Dunne with longer hair and the uh, NXT UK title, one of the ones that I'm most excited about, the Hurricane flashback figure, which will include a cloth goods cape and will not be a store exclusive will be in the regular lines from time I gotta hunt for it. And same thing with um Mandy. Mandy will be in the regular line as well. Uh, Pete Dunn will be in the regular line also. Um, showed off the images of the Samoa Joe and Mysterio Elite Two Pack. Um, basic one oh five, Lars Sullivan, R Truth and Ronda Rousey were shown as well. And uh, Elite seventy four is up for pre order on Ringside Collectibles, which includes uh, Natalia a new Finn Balor, Andrade, which looks pretty awesome. He's got um, his entrance coat, and he's in like the his orangish attire. He's got two different masks. He's got one that he can actually hold in his hand that's molded to fit in his hand, and one that actually goes over his head. It's so pretty you cool. can do the entrance and have him pull the mask off. So pretty awesome with that. Um, we got AJ Styles, uh, Lince Dorado, which will be the chase figure for that line, and Goldberg which will be all the main figures for that set. And Jim the Anvil Neidhart, um, which will be a 97-style Jim the Anvil Neidhart for the Hart Foundation. It will be available as the Walmart exclusive. Uh, figures Toy Company also announced uh, Alex Wright will be added to the Legends of Pro Wrestling line later next year. So that's that's it for the figure news. Yeah. So, new thoughts? I mean, I mean, I, I, I might buy a Manny Rose just to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. Pervert. 
<laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I mean, you're gonna stare. I like I, I like Manny Rose though. You're gonna stare I, at I the get Manny Rose. Um, you're gonna put a mantle. A new Pete Dunn. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you're gonna put the Mandy on there. I mean, if I'm gonna get gonna something, put, Man- you're just gonna have Barry Manilow's Mandy. Um, <laughs> yeah, all day. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, a lot of good figures coming out. So. Well, that, man, that Manny Rose figure is great. It's a lot yeah. better than the basic. At least the head is actually a little more proportioned to the body. Yeah. Um, I'm curious as to um, her tights. Because on the basic, like, they pretty much, like, nailed the tights on her. Because everybody knows, like, Mandy's ass cheeks stick out on her tights. Or off, you know, from underneath her tights. And I'm wondering if they did the same thing with the Elite that they did with the basic. Not being, like, super pervy, but, you know, that's... Those little details go a long way for uh, <laughs> figure collectors. So, uh, so yeah. So that's it for the news, the figure news. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with our Get in the Ring segment. Stay tuned. Hey, y'all. This is Jim from Jim's Face Paint and Tassels Warehouse. We are your ultimate source for all your face paint and tassel needs, whether you are a superhero or a rock star. We also have a wide variety of colored mists. So if you're looking for more bang for your buck, shop Jim's face paint and tassels at facepaintandtassels.com. Woo! All right, we are back. So let's get in the ring. So, I really didn't pay too much attention to SmackDown or Raw. Um, biggest note from SmackDown is the finalization. Finally, uh, we're getting The Fiend versus Daniel Bryan at Survivor Series. That's pretty much the most notable thing to come out of SmackDown. Yeah, so. there's, there's a few matches, not too bad matches, but not a whole lot going on. And same thing with Raw. Um, you had a really good match between Andrade and... Uh, Rollins, uh, basically, if Andrade won, he became the captain of the Team Raw Survivor Series uh, team, uh, which was interrupted by, of all people, the Lucha House Party. Yeah. Out of anybody you could pick from your SmackDown roster, you sent the Lucha House Party to interfere in the match between Andrade and Seth Rollins. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, nothing against, you know, Lucha House Party. I enjoy Lucha House Party, but not really someone I would send to interfere in that type of matchup. Yeah, that's just me. Uh, Let's see. Sticking with WWE, let's talk NXT, which had the highest ratings uh, this week between the uh, Wednesday Night War, Um, although they did not capture the main demographic of the 18 to 35 or whatever it is. Uh, male demographic there, but they won the overall ratings battle. So, so uh, before we get into NXT, I have a, a thought I've been wanting to uh, run by you. I decided to wait to get your opinion on the podcast. 
So with all these uh, last two weeks, we get in segments with Triple H trying to get Rollins on NXT. Same with Owens this Monday night. Yeah. I thought of a really good caveat they could add to the Survivor Series that I think would be a really good idea. And I would love to hear your thoughts. What do you think about every match they have, whatever brand wins, gets to get someone off the other roster? So if like NXT won, so they, they could draft someone else from either brand to their show. That would be a phenomenal idea, but you know Raw's probably going to end up clean sweeping again. Yeah. Um, well, I'm Possibly. sure they will. But I'm, well, but I mean, SmackDown might, because I'm sure Fox probably going to want to... Well, the other side of that, too, is like NXT's probably not going to win a single match on there against any of the, you know, the you know, the three branded, the three brand matches. I'd um, be very surprised if they actually do. But um, that actually is a pretty cool idea. And to have, like, a little bit more of a roster shakeup. Um, I'm not sure how well the executives would like that, but, but they're a bunch of douchebags anyway. But uh, yeah, but that would be cool. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, that'd be a pretty cool idea. Yeah. I think if uh, you know some WWE executives listen to our podcast, you know maybe they would uh, get some good ideas. And uh, I don't think a WWE executive <laughs> is one of our seven listeners. Oh, yeah. So, uh, breakdown NXT, we have Becky kick off the show with a promo, um, which ended up to Rhea Ripley coming out and interrupting as Becky had called out Baszler. Um, we got a pretty solid matchup between Becky and Rhea um, until Baszler and the Horsewoman interfered and pretty much destroyed uh, Becky and Rhea. But other than that, it was a pretty solid match. Uh, we also had Riddle ended up taking on Ricochet, which was an amazing matchup. Um, it was supposed to be Kona Reeves, which nobody gives a shit about Kona Reeves. But uh, Ricochet just like comes out of nowhere and has his drop kick out and takes him out. I laughed um, so damn hard. <laughs> you see like Kona Reeves come out there, you know, he's showboating himself. And you see Ricochet just drop kick his ass in the fucking floor. <laughs> oh! Oh! So there's a lot of sequences in that matchup. It was amazing. Um, Ricochet did like a... Uh, like a flash kick type thing, like a guile flash kick off of Matt Riddle where he just like ran up him and did a backflip. Yeah. It was so, so awesome. Uh, there was another spot in there where um, Ricochet was doing, or had um, Riddle down, but uh, Riddle had kicked him off to the point where like, almost like Ricochet flipped into the air. So there was a lot of cool stuff in that matchup. Uh, of course, that match ended with a, uh, with a brawl. Uh, with members of like all three brands after Riddle had picked up the win. Um, all three brands come out and then um, Finn comes out and then you know they end that segment with uh, Riddle and uh, uh, Finn staring each other down after they brawled a little bit. There was a lot of brawls. A lot of brawls on this week's NXT. Um, match of the night in my opinion, O'Reilly and Fish taking on the Revival. Um, of course with uh, Undisputed Era coming out on top. Great matchup. Oh, it's a really phenomenal match. Yeah, for sure. And hopefully something like this would uh, change Vince's mind about tag team wrestling, but I highly doubt it. But um, that amazing just reminded me how much I love tag team wrestling. And that 
matchups. Great matchup. There's really not much more I can say about that. Um, Kaylee Ray took on Dakota Kai. She went over to Dakota. Um, we had another brawl with uh, SmackDown and Raw women's coming in and uh, <laughs> Nikki Cross hitting the ring with a trash can lid and clearing house and uh, basically standing tall on that one. Uh, Viking Raiders over the Forgotten Sons. Uh, then we had the ladder match for the War Games Advantage, which saw Adam Cole go over Donovan Dijakovic. Um, another brawl to end the show as Undisputed Era was uh, surrounded uh, by Raw and SmackDown tag teams, which included Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. So, Bill McKenna, I know you're not listening, but you should be. Ryder was on Raw, or was on NXT. And so was Hawkins. So can we get some new updated figures? <laughs> oh, God. But, uh, McIntyre hit the ring and uh, took out Cole uh, Dijakovic with a uh, Claymore. Just completely like, flipped him inside out. It was insane. Um, saw some more brawling. Saw some insane dives from uh, Keith Lee and Ivar. Um, Adam Cole was the last man standing until Rollins comes out with a super kick. Um, goes to do the curb stomp, and then Daddy's home, baby. Ciampa comes out. Just hits that running knee to Adam Cole on the outside, gets in the ring, and him and Seth start going at it. And then uh, we get an undecisive brawl after, you know, pretty much we don't know the upper hand on that one at all. But it was pretty cool, and I had literal goosebumps when Ciampa and Seth were staring each other down when Ciampa made his way out to that ramp. Oh yeah, and then be like throwing hands to cuffs and fists, yeah. and it's it. You no, know, we wanted to see the match, okay? I want to see Adam Cole versus Chapa. That's coming at some point. Some. I mean, even with Survivor Series, um, I've got a feeling that Chapa is going to be because they really haven't announced any of the NXT teams for mm-hmm. like the men's Survivor Series match and the women's Survivor Series match. We don't know who's on Team NXT or what or. Uh, True. I never thought about that. But yeah, they haven't announced that at all. But we know Adam Cole's not going to be involved, more than likely, since he's defending the title against the winner of the triple threat match from War Games. Um, Roderick Strong won't be involved because he's in that triple threat match. Same thing with Fish and O'Reilly. Fish and O'Reilly. They're in the tag team triple threat match. So you really don't have that many people. Um, bigger name stars, so I could probably see like Keith Lee, um, Dijakovic, as if, um, yeah, Keith Lee, Dijakovic, Ciampa, um, possibly Velveteen Dream if he returns. Maybe Finn. And I don't think Finn has anything Finn. for yeah. Survivor Series uh, yet. And it could be those five, but it could be other completely random people. But who knows? Uh, let's jump into NWA Power, Episode 7, which I didn't get to watch till two hours after it had premiered because of Cornette's mouth. So, match of the night on NWA, Nick Aldis taking on Trevor Murdoch. Yeah, it was a super good match. Show. Trevor Murdoch is one tough son of a bitch. I do like how Aldis tries to be this, like... Uh... Like, he's a nice guy, but then he, like, talks shit at the same time. But he's yeah. still nice about it. He's just a nice shit talker. 
what you saw. Unfortunately, this was not for the 10 pounds of gold. But uh, Trevor Murdoch did put up a hell of a fight. Um, he did end up coming up on the losing end of that. Uh, we had the Rock and Roll Express come out after that. And the title match against the Wild Cards is set for next week. Um, we all know that should be pretty interesting. Uh, Robert Gibson and Ricky Morton can still go. Um, even with Ricky Morton side eye, like they can they can still bring the thunder. And uh that should be a pretty decent matchup. We'll see if um uh Ricky Morton hits that uh Canadian destroyer again. So <laughs> I'm sure he will. That's pretty awesome. Uh let's see, Ricky Starks versus the question mark ruled a no contest after Aaron Stevens, who had quit last week, now all of a sudden is back with NWA, so he didn't quit or quit didn't quit retired it didn't retire though no. I don't know but uh yeah question mark and Stevens beat up Starks until Coke Cabana who was at uh commentary came and made the save by like I, I guess his his title belt has powers and it makes them run away from him as he holds the title in his hands because it's basically what happened that the national title has has, has voodoo, some abilities, some voodoo some powers. Voodoo. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. We had a war of words between Eli Drake and Mr. Anderson, and Eli ended up jumping Mr. Anderson. He beat Anderson down with that ring, the uh, turnbuckle. Yeah. Oh that man, was, that, that was, was vicious. Oh yeah, that's crazy. Eli Drake's awesome. <laughs> yeah, he's Mr. Cool. Anderson's awesome too. But. Yeah. Uh, tag team match between Thunder Rosa and Marty Bell, uh, taking on Ashley Fox and Allison Kay. Uh, Thunder Rosa and Marty Bell picked up the win on that one, and we finally saw the debut of Melina, who will cause a distraction for um, Thunder Rosa and Marty Bell to pick up the win. So, pretty awesome. Then the main event, which honestly should have been Aldis versus Trevor Murdoch. Agreed. Um, End up being Aaron Stevens and the question Josephus Mark um, taking on the team of Ricky Starks and Cole Cabana. Um, of course, uh, Aaron Stevens and the question mark picked up the win on that one. And I'm still telling you the question mark is Josephus. Well, so I had I had two problems. So first of all, Stevens was wearing this stupid-ass fucking scarf the whole match. I was, my, I was hoping the entire match... He was going to fall and trip on that scarf just so I could fucking laugh at him. That's all I wanted. <laughs> Cabana. And then, and then, hold on, hold on. And then, too, the whole skit they're doing is Miz and Mizdow all over again. One of them's getting cheered. The other one's getting booed. Cheered, booed. That's all they're doing, back and forth. Remember the whole stuff with the Miz and Mizdow? It's yep. exactly what that well, they is. They booed the Miz, and Damien got... Got, like, got the biggest cheers. cheers out of anyone? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, there we go. Uh, AEW. Um, I did not watch all of AEW. All honesty, I kind of stopped watching after the Battle Royal. Um, it just seems like to me that they keep pushing the same people every week. Um, like Sunny Kiss was a part of the Battle Royal. When's the last time we've seen Sunny Kiss on any any AEW programming besides AEW Dark? Like crazy. Then 
Um, a couple of the matches are pretty good that I saw. Um, of course, Phoenix and Nick Jackson was a pretty solid matchup between the two of them. Of course, Phoenix picked up the win. Um, Sheeta over Britt Baker was actually a really good matchup as well. Sheeta like really brought it to. Um, I don't know if you saw. I guess Britt Baker may have broke her nose in the match. It was that match because her nose is like super bleeding. Oh damn! I noticed it like towards the end. That was a pretty rough match. Yeah, it was. Um, we had the Dirty Dozen Battle Royal, um, which came down pretty much. The Battle Royal was the last two remaining contestants will face off in a match next week for a ring. Yes, not a championship title, a ring. Yeah, one of those things you wear in your finger. Yeah. Yep. A ring. Yeah, really, that's what I want to see two guys fighting over is a ring. But um, it came down to Hangman and MJF, um, which I'm sure Cody will probably end up getting involved in this matchup as well. I wouldn't be surprised, uh, possibly costing MJF the match, so we continue the um, storyline with the two of them. Uh, Jericho had a lame-ass segment. So, excuse me, that uh, got interrupted by SCU, and Scorpio Sky pretty much tricked Jericho into a title match for next week. Um, Inner Circle comes out, beats down SCU. Uh, Marco Stunt and Jungle Boy, I don't know what the fuck Marco Stunt's going to do to anybody. <laughs> Maybe bite their ankle. I don't know. Um, I don't know what he's going to do. But they came out to try to make the save. They got their asses kicked. Uh, took Luchasaurus to run off the inner circle. And that's pretty much what happened. Then we get Luchasaurus versus Peter Avalon, who is the jobber of AEW. Uh, Luchasaurus picked up the win. Um, Private Party went over Pride and Powerful. Pride and Proud and Powerful. There we go. Proud and Powerful. Santana Ortiz. And then Moxley over Darby Allen in the main event on AEW. Which apparently Darby Allen can actually skateboard. But nobody gives a shit. We still don't like him on the show. Nope. I don't like Moxley either. I mean, I like Moxley a little bit more than he does, but... Man. Lame. So, uh, let's jump into the previews. Previews for this weekend. So... We'll run down the uh, match card for War Games. Yeah, so our match card for War Games so far, um, they may add some stuff, they may not, but it's just what we got. Um, we got the Men's War Games match, which is Undisputed Era versus Keith Lee, Tommaso Ciampa, D- Dijakovic, and a... Who knows? I mean, the most likely... The question mark. Yeah, the question mark. The question mark is going to be the missing... Is going to be the surprise contestant, the surprise competitor for Team Chapa? Question mark. Question. Mark. <laughs> no, but for reals, uh, it's probably going to be the Velveteen Dream. Um, this is what we both think. I mean, it makes the most sense. Well, I mean, especially they've pulled Brittle from the match to begin with, who was originally supposed to be part of the team. Um, so Brittle will be taking on Finn Balor. So. You have a spot open. The only other person on the roster that has had any type of issues recently with Undisputed Era is Velveteen Dream. So it only makes sense to have Velveteen part of Team Champa for War Games. 
Yeah. Um, I definitely think Undisputed Era is going to have that match. You think Undisputed Era is going to take it? I I can see that happening. I think but... for me, I look at it as I find it really hard to believe that basically everyone in Undisputed Era after that is going into Survivor Series and they're all going to have to wrestle. I don't think they want to go in a loss. I'm not saying like they won't lose. I'm just looking at it from that perspective like that I don't think they would want them to go into it like, oh yeah, they all lost last week. So they're going to lose the Survivor mm-hmm. Series. The other side of that too, Undisputed Era has been in pretty much, this will be the third War Games match for Undisputed Era as they've been in featured in every War Games match under the NXT banner. Um, but I will have to agree with Undisputed Era picking up the win over a team Champa. Mm. We got the uh, women's war games match, which is Team Ripley versus Team Shayna. Uh, it could go either way for me. Like I, I could see both of them winning. Yeah, we got Team Ripley. We've got, of course, Rhea Ripley, um, Tegan Knox, uh, Mia Gim. That was the fourth one. Uh, Ripley, Knox, Gim, and. Uh, is it Canis or Ray? I think so. Yeah, Canis or Ray. So then Team Shayna, of course, is Shayna, uh, Bianca Belair, Io Shirai. And Kaylee Ray, Kaylee Ray. So, so there we go. Um, but I'm going to. It's not for a title. So Shane has got nothing to worry about. I'm going with Team Ripley on this one. Um, I think if I had to choose, I think I'd choose Ripley also. Oh, Riddle versus Finn. It's kind of a tough one to call. But um, I'm picking Finn because I don't think they're going to have Finn lose his uh, re-debut matchup in NXT, um, especially against uh, Matt Riddle. Yeah, I hate to keep agreeing, but (laughs) I I agree. All right, then we've got the triple threat match for the number one contender who will go on to face Adam Cole um, Sunday night at Survivor Series. So we got Keith Lee, Pete Dunne, and Damian Priest. Okay. It's not Keith Lee. Talk about this. It's Killian Dane. It's Killian Dane. Son of a bitch. Killian Dane, Pete Dunne, (laughs) and Damian Priest. And I even wrote Keith Lee on there. And Lee's on there twice. (laughs) It's Killian Dane. Uh, Oh, man. I mean, it really doesn't matter. I don't don't think either one of us think Killian Dane's winning that match. No, I don't think Dane's going to win that match at all. Honestly, I think... um, between Pete Dunn and Damian Priest, well, I'm looking more towards Pete Dunn, uh, just because he's more for the casual WWE audience. They're at least a little more familiar with Dunn because he's had a few appearances on Raw and um, SmackDown. So I can see Dunn moving on to take on Adam Cole for Survivor Series. Um, I think I'm gonna have to go Damian Priest. Ooh. I think I'm gonna pick the. And I'm gonna pick Damian Priest. I mean, I watch Dane end up winning the match. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, "Fuck!" Oh. 
<laughs> but yeah, uh, I got to go Damian Priest. All right. And uh, Survivor Series, which of course is Sunday night. We have the WWE World Championship match between Brock Lesnar and Rey Mysterio, which has turned into a no-holds-barred, no-disqualification match. So that means that Rey Mysterio gets his little uh, little kid's baseball bat that he can bring with him to the <laughs> ring? So basically what that means is there is no reason for Dominic or Cain Velasquez not to interfere in this matchup. Yep. Which more than likely is probably what's going to happen. Yeah. So on that same aspect, um, I'm going with Rey Mysterio picking up the win. It's tough. Uh, it is tough. Uh, I'm going to stay with Brock. I think Brock's going to keep the title. Right. Uh, WWE Universal Championship match. The Fiend taking on Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt. Brian. Daniel Bryan. Uh, I find it very hard that The Fiend is going to lose already. Yeah. Especially him just getting the title. Um, I think they're going to keep the storyline with Bryan a little bit longer anyway. So... Definitely going with the fiend. I'm gonna uh, have to agree with that and say the fiend is retaining. Uh, so we get into one of our first of three triple threat matches. We've got the women's champions with uh, SmackDown champion Bailey taking on the Raw women's champion Becky and the NXT women's champion Shayna Baszler. This one is kind of tough to pick. They've pretty much been focusing more on Becky and Shayna than they have Bailey. I can see them giving the win to Becky, but I can also see Bailey coming out of nowhere and taking the win on this matchup since no one, like storyline wise, like they've kind of been ignoring Bailey a little bit. But you know, Shayna of course has attacked Bailey. Um, Shayna's pretty much attacked everyone, but um. I'm, I'm going to go with Bailey picking up the win for this matchup. Uh, I think I'm going to go Becky. I think Becky's the safe choice in safe a sense. Safe choice. Yeah. Yeah. Like Sarah being the safe choice. Uh, then we've got your mid-card championships. Uh, champions. The triple threat match for this is AJ Styles, of course, the U.S. champion. Shinsuke Nakamura, the Intercontinental Champion, and Roderick Strong, the NXT North American Champion. Which I just want to know, I don't know if everyone knows that Nakamura is the Intercontinental Champion. You know, they don't actually, he's never even on the show. Pretty he much. barely defends it, you know. Just, just so you know. But this match could be the sleeper match of the night. And I'm sure it will be. I don't think a lot of people are really expecting a lot out of this match. Or it could be the other way around where... People are looking at this match and going, oh, shit, it's got AJ Styles, Nakamura, and Roddy. This match is going to be lit. But um, I'm going with Styles taking the win on this one. So I've thought about it. I've been thinking about it. I'm going to go with the wild card pick, and I'm going to pick Roddy. going to pick Roddy? I'm going to pick Roddy. 
I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna pin one of them, and I can. I can leave that. that too. Yeah. I'm gonna go with the safe bet and AJ Styles on this match. And then our last triple threat match, of course, will be between the tag team champions. Uh, we got the Raw tag team champions, the Viking Raiders, versus the new SmackDown tag team champions, the New Day, taking on the NXT tag team champions. Kyle O'Reilly and the infamous Bobby Fish. I am taking undisputed error in this matchup. Uh, Man, that's tough. I think I'm going to go with the Viking Raiders. I think between the three teams, I think the... I, I mean, I definitely consider New Day winning, but I think they have the least chance to win, in my opinion. Um, I definitely could see O'Reilly and Fish picking up a win, for sure. But I'm just going to roll with the Viking Raiders. Nice. Going on the safe bet on that one again, huh? Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. Men's Survivor Series match, traditional Survivor Series match. Um, which will pit Team Raw versus Team SmackDown versus Team NXT. Um, Team Raw consists of Seth Rollins, Andrade, Ricochet, I don't even know Randy Orton. Raw. I have no idea who's on Team Raw. I couldn't tell you if I wanted to. Andrade, I know McIntyre's on there. I don't Andrade, think Andrade's Rollins, on there. McIntyre. Andrade's on there. Is he? Yeah. I thought the whole point of... The match was so Andrade could be on the team as team no, captain. so he can be so he can take over team captain. Ah, uh, so, okay. okay. I know so McIntyre's on, one of them too. So it's Andrade, Rollins, McIntyre. Maybe it's just Ricochet and Orton. Ricochet and Orton, yeah. So that's the the five members for team team Raw. Um, team SmackDown has uh, Roman Reigns, Shorty G, Baron uh, Corbin. Ali. Mustafa Ali. They gave him back his first name. I'm so happy. <laughs> and uh, so the Reigns, last uh, Shorty G, Mustafa Ali. Um, Corbin. Corbin. And I want to say The Miz. I don't think it's The Miz. I think it's somebody else. I think it's The Miz. It might be The Miz. Yeah. And <laughs> then... I don't remember. Um, whatever. And then Team NXT has yet to be determined. Uh, which I... I think will be Ciampa, um, Velveteen, maybe Keith Lee. Sure, it'll be in there. Matt somewhere. Riddle and probably Finn. Probably Finn. No, the five of them. But um, I'm going with Team Raw on this one. I think regardless of what team Team NXT puts out, they're winning. Yeah, definitely. Team NXT. Team NXT. But I'm going safe bet Team Raw. So, uh, just because Raw seems to have the more experienced uh, superstars on their team. I would say they do have Orton. They Orton's do. the Survivor Series man. Yep. Um, we got the women's Survivor Series match. Of course, Team Raw versus Team SmackDown versus Team NXT. Uh, team Raw consists of Natalia. Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair. Um, uh, I know Sarah Logan's on there. Yep, Sarah Logan is on there. Don't know how the hell Sarah Logan got on team, but Sarah Logan is on Team Raw. I don't remember who else is on there. Uh, 
I can't think whoever I can't even think of women wrestlers on Raw right now. Is it the Iconics? Yes. I think it's the Iconics. I could be wrong. Somebody. Who knows? We don't know. Uh, Team SmackDown, uh, of course, is Nikki Cross, Sasha Banks. um, Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke. Carmella. Carmella. And Tamina. Yeah. Hey, we got Tamina and Sarah Logan on on a pay-per-view. Amazing. That's a rare side to see right Amazing. there. Amazing. We have Sarah Logan in a match to begin with. <laughs> and Tamina. So former 24-7 champion, Tamina. That's right. It is Carmella. I know you don't care about Carmella, but I, I'm just I throwing care. it out there. I care about Carmella. Mella's money. Right. Stupidest thing they did, though, was split up her and our truth um, so then finally, we've got the NXT Championship match Adam Cole versus either Pete Dunne, Killian Dane, or Damian Priest. In all honesty, whoever Adam Cole wrestles at Survivor Series, more than likely Adam Cole will win and retain the NXT Championship. Yeah, Adam Cole, baby. Yeah. All right, so that is pretty much our Get in the Ring segment. We're going to take another quick break, and we'll return with the Q&A and this week's trivia question. Stay tuned. We will be back. What's up, everyone? This is Chris the Heat Matthews, the host of the WrestleGeddon podcast, and I want to tell you about Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast and they give you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. The creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere on places like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So download the Anchor app. Or go to anchor.fm to get started today. All right, and we are back. So let's hit it with a couple. We got a couple of audio questions this week. Um, so let's jump in to the QA. What? 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 All right, so the first audio question comes from a gentleman by the name of The Enigma. Hey, this is The Enigma. I just took like 12 Zentac 75 because I don't want to watch the cancer eating my heart from the inside. I think wrestling is cool and shit. So my question for you the WrestleGeddon podcast is who's your favorite member of Raven's Flock or Raven's Nest besides Raven of course the best wrestler of all time bye okay so the Enigma sounds like he has some issues it issues that's not covering it man <laughs> Oh. oh man. Okay. Um so favorite member of Raven's flock. So uh just gonna throw it out there. A little young. <laughs> so uh I know of Raven. 
I didn't know Raven's flock was a thing. So I don't believe I'm qualified to answer this question, but I can say Raven just to throw my hat out there to say I answered the hey, question. He's but part of the flock. I mean, he's a leader of the flock, so yeah. yeah. Um, me personally, it's a toss-up between uh, Saturn and Kidman. Um, I've always been a fan of Saturns. Love Perry Saturn. Uh, Kidman does one of the absolute best, one of my absolute favorite finishers of all time, um, the Shooting Star Press. And that's the first time I've ever seen anyone do the Shooting Star Press as Kidman. And that's, of course, when he was a member of Raven's Flock is when I was introduced to him. So I, I think I'm leaning more towards Kidman on that one. So I'm going I'm to go Kidman. He's yeah. my favorite Flock member. So. Yeah. Awesome. All right, and our second audio question. Let's go ahead and roll that one. Hey, Garrett, Suffolk Chester. I ain't seen you and your brother in a long time. I remember you asked to come over to my house and we'd drink wine coolers and watch Raw's War. Whatever happened to those days? So my question for you and Chris is, is what's your earliest childhood memory of wrestling? Okay, so um, your uncle Chester? Uh, I, I don't, I don't have an uncle Chester. What do you mean you'll have an uncle Chester? Okay, so I don't know who this is. <laughs> so, um, maybe you had one too many wine coolers, and you just don't know who Uncle Chester is. <laughs> Do you drink, drink a lot of juice when you were a kid? <laughs> Maybe. But I remember Uncle Chester. Might have been some uh, roofy coladas that Uncle, Uncle Chester was giving you. Instead of just wine coolers. So, but uh, Uncle, your Uncle Chester wants to know <laughs> what's our earliest, well, family, earliest memory well, I don't I have any memories of you, so I don't think I have any, but, uh... I... Honestly, my earliest memory that I can recall off the top of my head is, um... You know, how every year they do the Jerry Lewis telethon. Or they used to do the Jerry Lewis telethon. Um, I remember watching, like, the entire weekend just to see Hulk Hogan on there for five minutes. That's that's probably like the earliest thing that I can remember. Um, that and uh, discovering WCW for the first time, which have been flipping through the channels of my grandma's house. Because she got a couple channels that I didn't get as, you know, where my family were living at. Um, her cable package was a little better. So we flipped through the channels and came across TBS and uh, WCW Saturday Night. Uh, that was my first introduction to WCW and Sting. Well, yeah. And I was like, this is not WWF. What is this? It's like, what is WCW? Who's Sting? Who's this guy? Who's that guy? So I remember going through all that. And then, you know, obviously WCW 96 with the NWO invasion brought me back to WCW. But I think those are my earliest uh, family my earliest uh, memories of wrestling. Uh, 
I don't have any specific memories. I mean, I know growing up, I watched, uh, we used to always love watching like anything that had to do with Stone Cold and The Rock and all that stuff. And I definitely remember as a kid having, uh, I don't know what it was called, but uh, a big plush thing. I remember having a Hulk Hogan one when it's all decked out. NWO stuff. It was like plushy. Oh, like the, and, uh, the wrestling buddies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you have the little button in the middle. Yeah, I, I remember, had a big boss man one. Yeah, I remember beating that shit up so bad. I, like, <laughs> I, I, He stopped working like really quickly. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, and, uh, that would definitely be all the stuff I remember. All right. So uh, those are uh, two audio questions. Of course, if you have any questions that you would like to hear an answer from us on, you can go ahead and send an email to askrustlegeddon at gmail.com. You can even send audio files. You can send video, things like that. Um, we do not accept unsolicited dick pics. Um, yeah, so don't bother sending those. Um, but any questions, you can go ahead and ask Russellgeddon at gmail.com. Uh, so let's get into the trivia. Trivia, trivia, trivia. Last week was CM Punk themed, of course, in honor of Punk returning to WWE backstage. And that question was, who was CM Punk's first opponent when he debuted on WWE ECW television? And if you knew the answer, as just incredible, go ahead and give yourself that good old-fashioned Barry Horowitz pat on the back because you, my friend, are Correct. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. All right. Go ahead and hit them with uh, with this week's trivia question. All right. This week's trivia question. It's kind of a funny one, but uh, we hope you know the answer. It is multiple choice, so you do uh, have your answer. You just don't know which one it is. So the question this week is, at the 1994 event, Clown R Us, led by Doink the Clown, took on the royal family led by Jerry Lawler. But who of the following was not on Doink's team? Your choices are Dink, Pink, Wink, and Sink. Those answers again are Dink, Pink, Wink, or Sink. And uh, if you uh, think you know the answer, make sure you... uh, Send us that answer to uh, our email, which is at WrestleGeddonPod, and uh, maybe you get something, maybe you don't, but uh, maybe. we'll see if you got the right answer. Alright, so go ahead, like I said, throw in the subject line, episode 19, trivia question, at AskWrestleGeddonPod, or AskWrestleGeddon at gmail.com, or you can just throw it into any of the social media posts promoting episode 19 of this podcast. So, that's going to wrap up another fun-filled week of wrestling talk. I'm not sure what we're doing next week, as it is a pretty big weekend for us. Um, Going into Thanksgiving, um, of course, we work retail, and next week is pretty much a nightmare for both of us. So, we're not 100% sure what's going on, but we will keep you updated through the various social media outlets, either Instagram... Um, which you can find us there at the WrestleGeddon Podcast. And you can actually find us on Facebook now. Um, just do a search for the WrestleGeddon Podcast, and you should be able to find us there. So keep your eyes peeled 
for any information for the next episode. So that's that's all I got. Yeah, that's it. So another week gone by. Another podcast down the drain. And to quote the great superhuman, fuck this shit. As always, fuck this shit. Woop woop. Woop woop. Later, Marks. Later.